Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we're recording like an hour late this morning because of Taylor Swift's September issue cover that completely got us derailed. We are not derailed. recording an hour late because of Taylor Swift's September cover. You oh, make it seem like we were like, we must stop and fully take an hour to insult Taylor Swift's September cover. Temporarily we were. I we, we could spend all day talking about it, but I just want to talk about that video of her asking questions to Anna Wintour and they filmed it in like separate time zones. I mean, basically different planets at different times. The transparency of Vogue saying we desperately need video content and we have 73 Conde. questions right through Condé who has success with Bon Appetit. Mm -hmm. Like it's an it's obviously a mandate and they're saying, "Okay, well what is Vogue's like most culturally known entity?" Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour. And how do we get Anna Winter to do content for like people to watch? Oh, let's do videos. So they have a whole video series asking Anna questions for like normal people. When mm -hmm. that is the last thing I want from Anna Winter. I don't want to know want her anything to about her being normal. I know. It ruins her. It ruins the mystique. Anna Wintour is not normal. Do not convince me that she is normal. I need to put like a hashtag this is not normal sign on Anna Wintour. Literally. Literally. And so then we have, you know, these this video where Taylor is interviewing Anna, but they're not in the same room. So you have Taylor in a different room or like in a different country saying like, <laughs> Anna, what are your dog's names or whatever? Who cares? And then yeah. Anna going, Taylor, thank you for asking. It's like, <laughs> this is insane. 
All right, Anna, if you were to have a dinner party, what would be the background music you would play? Taylor, I like to start the evening off with conversation, and then when we move on to a more informal part of the evening and into music, and maybe this will cause you to forgive me for my answer to the uh, cat's question, I definitely would choose Fearless, maybe Red, and then of course, Lover. It really shows how uncreative they are because you know what a cool way could have been to do that? Put them on FaceTime and record the scream. Make it real. Make it a real like, situation. Uh, the, like that, Joe Coscarelli's thing. Right. Like, why couldn't they have interacted with each other? That would have been added something. Taylor's like, Lindsay, who's your favorite character in Cats? She's like, ooh. thank you, Taylor, for asking. Oh. It's like, what well, is this well, hell Taylor, that I'm in? Well, Taylor, as you know, I'm a big theater person. <laughs> It's just a very bad, lazy it's and cobbled bad. together. And you can tell they put a lot of money into it. So I'm, it just sucks to not have the, like the creative, creative, the creative, the creative. thought behind the mm-hmm. cash flow. It's, it's very, it's very first idea, you know? It's first draft shit. And like very like, we have Anna for five minutes. We have Taylor for 10 minutes, like whatever. I don't Taylor know. Taylor found video- out about it two seconds before. They were like, <laughs> Taylor, can we grab you for some digital content? And then and then her handlers were like, uh, we have a hard out at 926. And she's like, it's fine. We can, we'll do this in 10. It's for Anna. like, it's, I'm on the then, line. And then they're like, I'm counting no. down. And then Anna's on speaker and it's like, it's for Anna. And they're like, oh, we have to do it. It's for Anna. It's just annoying because Taylor, for all of her things, is a very creative person and is very good at like figuring out how to present herself in different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. And well, for the most part, but... She's good at Tumblr. She's good at things that are like unexpected of her or more of like her generation. Mm -hmm. And to not even to kind of put her in such a stuffy situation to make it so lame. It's just like it just it's whatever. It's not creative. I haven't read the profile yet, but I'll do that after we record. And she already did the 73. So it's like, oh, like that was the best. That the 73 was a genius. Her 73, Her 73 was, was for like years ago. And it was the house that I don't even know if she lives in anymore. It was that Beverly Hills house. Wait, was that your Anna Wintour voice? No, that was my Taylor Swift voice. Oh, God. Do you know how Taylor, a... how Taylor Swift talks like this? I know, but it's so much like it. So every, every time Taylor Swift speaks, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Very Lala. Like how Lala's like, oh. Which is weird because she does have a high pitched voice when she sings. Yeah. Or she her register. Her, her is speaking high. voice is extremely baritone and like almost <laughs> like echoey. There's something sort of, I don't know, cavernous about her vocal cords. We can't talk about Taylor Swift anymore unless you want to address the Charlie XCX thing or do you want to wait for the call? Why don't we just play that call first? It's an easy thing. Welcome to Who's There. We play calls. We take calls. We take questions. We take comments. We take insults. And we don't take them. I mean, we take no, them, no. but we don't play them. No. Uh, the yeah. number is 619-WHO-THEM if you have any of those things. And let's start with this call. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, long time, long time. I'm calling in. First of all, I just read um, Bobby's Charlie XCX cover story for Pitchfork. And it's obviously really good. Um so talented and I'm a huge Charlie XCX fan so this is like such an iconic like mashup of like my interests but the reason I'm calling Bobby you literally you literally now have every Taylor Swift fan like attacking Charlie XCX because of what she said about like performing to a bunch of five-year-olds um I don't know if you you've seen it because the story dropped like I feel like an hour or two ago 
And now, like, within those two hours, people are already, like, dragging the shit out of Charlie, which is absolutely not what she needs right now. Um, Obviously, that's not your fault. Like, it's something she said, but I was, you know, I I don't know. I want to know, like, is that really what she said? Like, taken out of context? Like, are the Swifties right for this? Who's to say? Um, That's all. Hyaluronic acid. Wow, Bobby, you fucked over Charlie XCX. How does it feel? <laughs> I mean, I truly feel absolutely terrible. But I also don't, I, like, I have to convince myself rationally that I didn't do anything wrong. And neither did Charlie. When you were telling me about this a little bit, I didn't have the exact quote, but you were not acting like you thought it was going to be such a big no, deal. No, not at all. Not at all. And Which is she... weird because you normally have very good... You're, you would be My it's something that you off. would know they're was, ultra oh, this sensitive. is going to get. They're yeah. too sensitive. They're hypersensitive. They're, so how did you not get this one? I had like underestimated the impact of uh, an angry Swifty. But let me just read the the full quote. So she's talking about in our in our conversation, she started talking about how like. Are you reading from your piece or are you reading from your actual full quote? My actual piece on Pitchfork. Because that almost that entire part of the conversation is just in here. Like she didn't say anything. So that was the exact quote. Yes. Here's the in context. Yes. I mean. Sorry. I'm being. They're they're fact checkers. (laughs) They check all my transcripts like they do all this. That's what I'm saying. Increasingly, Charlie has become, has come to realize that some of those diehards might be, that those same diehards might be all that matter to her, which is like, I don't know, her biggest fans, the biggest angels. This became especially clear when she played more than 50 stadiums around the world with Taylor Swift last year during the Reputation Tour. Those truncated opening sets started at 6 p.m. Starting at 6 p.m. were a far cry from the late night shows in cramped, crowded venues where the angels have grown accustomed to seeing her. And this is something that I talked about with, because I had to do interviews with Christine and the Queens and Troy Savon and Troy Savon like was talking about how much he loved their friends and he was talking about how much he loved like seeing her at those like late night shows and how like, right. the so energy there to is clarify, unparalleled. It's like I saw Charlie. Her shows are like all her friends. She goes at one. She goes on at one a.m. Like it is not mm-hmm. a show for somebody on either under the age of. 20 no under the the age of 30 under the age of 16 and over the age of 30 like you are you know it is a young old you know i'm trying to it's (laughs) fun you're trying to get context to this yeah. So Charlie says, I'm really grateful that Taylor asked me on that tour. But as an artist, I kind of felt like I was getting up on stage and waving to five-year-olds. Because in the context of this story, if you read the paragraph above it, she's talking about like being at late night clubs with her yes. fans. Yes. And now she's waving at kids. And who because, comes to a concert at 6 p.m.? They are kids. Yes. So yes. I don't know. She's not being rude. And she begins not the quote by saying- Not all Taylor Swift's are fans are children, but there are certainly younger fans that Taylor Swift has than Charlie has because of the nature of their music. And also and that's also clearly hyperbole. How, Have you ever heard of hyperbole? Jesus. And also like as the type of people who would lol at like an opening act or whatever, you know, whatever, it, we would lol at like Sierra selling $3 tickets on Groupon for people to like come to her show, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. that's not happening. But yeah. like, that is my example or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is so obviously demoralizing to have to open for the opener at a stadium tour in which you go on when the lights are still out in the sky at yeah. 6 p.m. Like, remember we saw every Perfect night, Genius at 50 City times. Field? Oh, demoralizing. The, it was as bright Broad as the Broad daylight. Sun. Right. And Perfume Genius was out 
in whatever that it's was. It's just a really hard gig to do 50 times for yeah. audiences where you're breaking through. So you're trying to like have them know you like, oh, who was that girl that opened for the opener at Charlie? We, I mean, at Taylor, we thought she was really fun. Like maybe I'll look her up. That's the number one goal. And that's why you take the opportunity. But works. is it fun? No. There's no way it's fun. So like There's to no way get mad at someone who anyway. is clearly in the powerless position here where it's like she's not grateful to Taylor, all this shit. It's and like she begins kind by saying I'm grateful ignorant. to Taylor. Right. Right. Their entire Wait, we precedent. Didn't even say, do we need to say I mean, we've never really talked about Charlie on the show before in terms of like a who? Who is she? Bobby? She's our supreme multi hyphenate, Lindsay. She's pop supreme multi hyphenate. She's singer songwriter pop performer like but she's most known as like she's more of an underground artist i would say but she is the she is the purest pop form her her number one passion is pop music and the kind of the life force of a yes. pop song she's an underground artist signed to a major label which is kind of the the point of this piece where she feels like yes. these two sides of herself are constantly at war and she's like i don't know where i belong that's the whole point of this interview. So she has this new album coming out next month, I think. It comes out in September. It's extremely good. Um, I don't think we're speaking... I think we're speaking to the choir here. Like, I yeah, think... I know. What is it? Preaching to the choir? Preaching to the choir. <laughs> also, Charlie I don't likes know. Who Weekly. I know. Charlie likes Who Weekly, too. That's like, we're truly in her corner for she's, many reasons. She's one of you. I don't know. But this was... This... I don't think that people listening to this podcast would necessarily be like, I'm a Swifty and you're no, not going to convince no. me. I just think it's like the mass energy of a fandom is just insane and a lot of fans are from all over the world. So misunderstanding the context of stuff is literally the number one thing that is going to happen here. When a fandom right? gets that large, it's very hard to harness and so yes. they kind of are left to their own devices and they enjoy the act of defending their fave. Uh-huh. Bobby. And they though, sort of do it Honestly, what? honestly though, do you what do you think about the notes app apology that the she notes released? app was hilarious? And I think I mean, Charlie knows it's hilarious, right? <laughs> she had do to clear it up. She had she... to clear it up. I mean, did you look? She was fucking trending over Toni Morrison's death, and it was I exclusively know. because of Swifties. Like, are you I kidding? Know. It was Swifties who were mad at her based on something that was taken out of context and also w deliberately misinterpreted, you know? Also just something that'll blow over really quickly. And it also just felt very antithetical to, like, Taylor's preaching, like, don't bully people. Like, don't be mean. Don't do this. And it just feels like none of the her messages song, are going called, to the fandom to that would down. be listening the hardest. Yeah. I really do think that it's going to blow over and be it, fine. It already has. I just, I just don't has. think, I think it was like just a total ridiculous thing. It I was mean, already backlash to the backlash where the, the angels and the Swifties were trying to come together and there was some new hashtag that was like uh, Charlie, Charlie Taylor truther or something like that. <laughs> and it was filled with like photos of them hugging and like every Bobby, I can't believe thing you they've said did before. this. You did this. I didn't do this. The Swifties did this. You did. Anyway, you, you can did. read the story now on Pitchfork.com. Um, it's really good. Charlie deserves everyone's support. She fucking rules. Hanging out with her was like wild. 
it's a thoughtful profile about somebody who is really like going through it in terms of the nature of their own fame and success. Mm -hmm. And to have this be what comes from it is kind of just like a bummer. So I hope that you guys, if you've only read about it or seen it excerpted, like go read the whole thing because it really adds like dimension to the way that I thought about her and like her mission, you know, because Mm -hmm. she's grappling with a lot of the things that are so understandable which is like she has this incredible audience that knows her well it's like the hooligans like you get us right but part of you is always like well what if we were bigger what if more people knew but would they be but what would that be like would i want to live that lifestyle would charlie want to live that lifestyle then she wouldn't be able to go anywhere do anything date anyone do any you know so because it is like interesting that it's taylor swift that she uses as an example Mm -hmm. taylor swift can't do shit Mm -hmm. she can't do anything Mm mm-hmm her life is she's in a gilded cage and it's like is that a life you want if that means you're having the success and recognition that you think you deserve yeah Yeah. whatever great questions great thought for this podcast yes no you're right wow Wow. we've now gone on for too long no it's fine we've gone on just long enough next comment hi Lindsay and bobby um i just wanted to share i had a con ed experience similar and so you might want to um call them and check but basically one summer my husband and I we um were running our air conditioning like all the time so it was so hot we were getting bills that were like not high and so we were like this is great we can keep running it and then in the fall they came and actually read the meter at the apartment and we ended up getting slammed with like an $800 bill um because they were basically just using like projections all summer and not actual readings. Um, and so that's probably what's going on right now for you is that it's not actually your real use of electricity that they're uh, charging you for. It is just a made up projection. And then in the fall, they will come and tell you that you owe a lot of money. So um, just watch out. Be careful. Conad is shifty. Uh, good form, Bellthorn. Here's the thing. I suspect that mine is low. And do not – if are there any Conad cops out there, I will <laughs> – I will stop talking about my personal life as quick as it, as I started and my personal life meeting the Con Ed bills. But I don't think anyone's checked the Con Ed in my apartment in maybe a hundred years because <laughs> whenever the Con Ed people, the number one thing that I was told when I moved in was like, don't let anyone in the building to check the Con Ed. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. Oh my God. Which I just realized after people started calling and being like, it's estimated. It's probably estimated. We got a million calls about this. Like Con Ed, uh, Con Ed experts who were like, you're getting an estimated bill. They have to read the meter. But did you read? So are you going to let them come read the meter? Well, the thing is, okay, so the thing is, they used to come because I work from fucking home. They used to come once a month. And it was my Con Ed guy. They stopped coming like a year ago. So I think you need to call them and say, come read my fucking meter. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Your bill is too expensive. Well, Meanwhile, now my bill mine is too expensive. will never be. So I think <laughs> I think both of ours are being estimated, but mine is being estimated to the high end of the range and yours is being estimated to the low end. I think end the, of the last range. time anyone checked mine was before air conditioners were invented, so <laughs> there is literally so literally. <laughs> Lindsay buys six more air conditioners. She's like, "One for every window." My my bill like, is 20 bucks. I'm plugging them in and like giving them to friends with like really long extension cords. <laughs> like, it's on me, babe. Okay, we got about 7,000 calls about Con Ed, uh, and we probably got 5.5 thousand calls about this. So I'll play one that dealt with it um, quickly. Here we go. 5.5. Willa Ford blames 9-11 for her music career not taking off. Crunch, crunch. 
what's the story here? This is like glitter. I feel like we talked about this because we mentioned this once with Mariah Carey because Mariah Carey very notoriously glitter. blamed glitter's failure on 9-11. Or everyone did, honestly. Yeah. Um, and Willa It's Ford, not like Mariah Carey is out there being like, it's 9-11's fault. It is the general knowledge of pop fans who know when glitter came out that it was very bad timing and nobody wanted to go see glitter. Right. So glitter was I wouldn't say great... it's an amazing movie that was overlooked, but no one wanted to see glitter. Yeah. Um, so, but Willa Ford has explicitly blamed 9-11 for the decline <laughs> of her music career, of her, you know, relative success. And she said this to Billboard. A lot of people don't realize, <laughs> well, I a can't. lot of people don't realize a lot of stuff about you. A lot of people don't realize this, but my second single was released on September 11, 2001. Everything that happened that day froze. The world stood still, as it should have. My second single didn't do well because anything that launched that that day kind of got canned. I know that sounds silly. It sounds more than just silly. But on the radio, they slate things, and it really fell to the wayside. I didn't think it was a big deal because we were making a new album anyway. Uh, I can't stop thinking about it. And also, Willaford. Google transcribes Williford to Williford, which is the funniest thing. Williford, Amanda Williford. Yeah, and didn't you say that people called and said that her friends call her Mandy? She like reclaimed her friends, Mandy. Her friends still call her Mandy, yes, because her name is yeah. Mandy. <laughs> the irony of Mandy Moore following you around your whole life, because Mandy Moore is still like relevant, so that it just it's just so funny to me that Williford has been like running away from Mandy. The Mandy Moore being the same as her. What if Mandy Moore got into interiors? Williford would just have to drop out. <laughs> The wait is over. That's right. Season 5 of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller, calling about what you said about Joshua Jackson and Jody Turner-Smith. Um, the shirt he was wearing that says Rice and Peas, Rice and Peas is a very uh, famous and popular Jamaican dish served with everything Jody Turner-Smith is Jamaican. So I bet he was wearing the shirt to try to let people know he was in it to win it with Jody Turner-Smith. That's all. Good form, Bella Bye. I knew that, but I just, I love that it was, it, it's like a shirt. I looked it up, like tried to find the shirt. Mm-hmm. It's just like a shirt. It's a random shirt. Yeah. It's not like a designer, obviously, whatever. It's like a sweet shirt. And didn't they reportedly get a marriage license? Like didn't, weren't Apparently, they photographed like a marriage license? I, but, uh, or but an again, envelope? <laughs> we've been talking about this. You never really know what to believe these days, but they got something. And they, they also an posted that vi- that cute boomerang or that, that it wasn't a boomerang, the video of... Is it her hand is on his leg and then his hand comes out of the frame and into the frame and then like puts his hand on her hand? It's very sweet. They're cute. They're cute. I wish him like total hat. I just like, I really love him. Like I really, there was a great (laughs) E! News had like a funny, had like had like a tweet and it was like, is he on Pacey to get married soon? And I was like, I'm in hell, but I love it. (laughs) Pacey. I feel like. Mm. it's not a stretch to say that we sort of huh. energize the e-social team i feel like oh uh, yes because the i know team. that they notice when we yes. pay attention so i sometimes yes. think that they are getting wilder because in part because we're constantly calling them i out hope so i hope it's fun for them i don't am i giving us them... too much credit is that like no i don't, I don't think so because no. they've mentioned it okay 
we don't like retweet them to be like eye rolling anymore. I think we've now like, come and just in full. If we didn't in- like it, we would unfollow them. Hi, this is Grace and Andrew. Um, we're from Chicago, but we're in Beijing. We called two days ago to give you an update about Sun Bing Bing, but we're here with another update. So the other day, we pulled these high school kids that we met, so we got the Gen Z perspective, and they're like, okay, we don't know what's going on. And then we went to dinner last night with my entire extended family, and we got the millennial perspective, which is that apparently the new conspiracy is that Sun Bing Bing has been holed up with a Chinese businessman in his apartment building and she was caught on surveillance camera in the parking lot with a bump so now a bunch of people in china think that she's pregnant we have no way to verify this because we are stuck behind the great firewall um the only way for us to research is to use the search engine called baidu but we don't read chinese that's the only thing that comes up so it's actually easier for us to call you to ask you to do the research and maybe this will pop up on the next episode than for us to actually do the research ourselves so that's all that we have to say please investigate if sunday being is actually pregnant if that says anything the millennials and even like their parents like know who funding is so she is more famous than the children understand yeah. is what we learned on top of this you know pregnancy conspiracy theory and but they they like understand so like she disappeared and uh yeah okay um we in beijing still crunch 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 thank you guys an incredible call you are literally calling us because you're stuck behind a firewall you're in <laughs> beijing and you're asking us to do the research for you they're calling us to google because they can't google <laughs> That is so upsetting to me. It's very upsetting. Speaking of upsetting, you did more research on this than me. So what's happening? Well, I just Googled once. I mean, (laughs) luckily, we are not behind a firewall. Thank God. Yet. Oh, my God. And I Googled Fawn Bing being pregnant. And, you know, we we have limited resources. We don't speak Chinese either. So we can't really read it. And Mm -hmm. so we're only doing what, like, kind of we're getting from press that's been translated or people have written about in America. Um, and so luckily there's a great, a great blog that wrote about it, or is it this, I don't know if it's a blog, but Today Online, do you know what that is? I've never heard of this website. So it says, um. But it's like basically like an English language summation of like Chinese goss. I love that. I, we need that. I love that. So it says, um, there was a photo, there was a CCTV footage of Fawn Bing being caught and it's been circulating, I guess, via text messages and stuff or and WhatsApps Weibo. because it's certainly not online. And I've seen it. We can see it on here. You can Google it yourself if you're in America. And it's this woman who you can barely tell is any, you she can't really like tell anyone. who that is. Yeah. And she looks maybe kind of pregnant. It's like us with Dakota Johnson. It's like a very like. Well, if it's us with Dakota Johnson, she looks extremely pregnant. <laughs> okay. So it says, um, a woman resembling Bing Bing in a billowy floral dress claimed that the Chinese actress was pregnant and that the couple had gone their separate ways because Lee Chen is not the father of the child. So she just broke up with this guy be- like before she went missing, basically. And now they're saying it's because she's pregnant. But she's been missing for a while, so she would have already given birth. Whatever. Question mark. Um, the footage has been or- originated in Nanjing's World Trade Center, where the 37-year-old actress is reportedly staying. According to the uploader, Chairman Wu Jun of the Deji group who owns the building is the alleged third party of her relationship and then the other weird thing is her text got leaked or someone her text text or released but i think it's the stylist leaked them the stylist released her text to like fight back against these rumors which is insane because (laughs) no one can even see the rumors or just saying the rumors so how are they gonna see the text messages i'm confused so the stylist name is christopher and he was basically like you want to read the text yeah i'll be christopher you be fawn 
keep in mind, these are translated. So they sound a little wacky because they're in English yeah. and they've been translated. So I'll be the stylist confronting my friend Fan Bingbing about pregnancy rumors. And I'll be Fan Bingbing. Okay. People are saying you're pregnant. Have I gained so much weight that people think I'm pregnant? But I thought I slimmed down. I even lost some weight during this period. Ha ha. Are you sure you've lost weight? Rude. Oh my god. Are you sure you've <laughs> lost weight? You couldn't even fit into the outfit I brought. Try losing weight again if you're not fat, Bing. I'm pretty when I'm fat. I'll kill you if you're fat. Now that you're single, you should lose weight. I'm not working now, so there's no rush. I'm not going to lose weight. There's still a month to the event. I'll just slim down then, ha huh? Wait, Hair Silas is so rude. Hair Silas is extremely rude. But that's like, I mean, it's rude. It's very clearly like a jokey, friendly conversation. It is. Also no, obviously. Calling her fat bing is actually <laughs> just like so funny. <laughs> so. Also her saying I'm pretty when I'm fat. <laughs> so again, we still have no answers though. We still yeah. don't know what happened. What the fuck happened to her after she got a... a in trouble for tax evasion. She didn't get arrested, but she was in detention. Why was she in detention? Where was she in detention? Was this where she lived out her detention in this, like, fancy tower with this man? And, like, how are these pregnancy rumors even coming about? Because the de- like, there are so many details to this rumor. Like, she lived with this guy, this businessman, but then she got pregnant from another guy, and then that split up her relationship. Like, where are these rumors coming from if she's in exile? You know? Like, how are these things getting leaked? Especially in a, in a country where the internet is really tough to access. Like, it's, all of the things about this are so mysterious to me. Like, yeah, all these know. elements. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, But it's interesting to know, and... Uh, it's good to know that it is as confusing in its like country of origin as it is here, you know? Right, but that's kind of what the bigger mystery is. It's like no one knows what's going on, even people who would arguably clo- be close to the source. Even her biggest fans in, in her biggest market, right? Like, And have just are just gossiping about like, her because they really don't know what's going on. Gossiping at dinner. So God, not having internet is like such a nightmare, a little like bit of censorship, like what a horrible situation. But it would make dinners so much more fun. Yeah, right, because you'd be like, no one. There would never be somebody who knew the truth. And there's never a moment where someone's like, let me just Google that. Like, you can't pull out your phones. You got to talk. Yeah. I don't know. Me advocating wow, for censorship. I was going to say, <laughs> can you not like nad- advocate for that? Thanks. Uh, okay. What's next? Now for questions. Now for questions. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I was just on YouTube and a video was suggested to me that was a get ready with me video. And it's get ready with me for VidCon, and it's fucking Laura Prepon. Like, from that 70s show. And Orange is the New Black. She's a YouTuber now. What? Laura Prepon. Prepon? Prepon. Laura Prepon. Is it Prepon? (laughs) I don't know. Everybody, please put your hands together for Laura Prepon. Laura Prepon. 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 Here we go. All right. Laura Prepon. Thank you, Ricky. We know Ricky. Awa builds Ricky. Camilleri. Laura Prepon of That 70s Show slash Orange is the New Black slash Scientologist married to Ben, uh, what's his face, uh, fame. Ben Foster. Also a Scientologist. Well, that's why, yes. And she also has ties, obviously, to the Mastersons. Very strange, Yikes. the whole thing. Well, yeah. Through Scientology and that 70s show. Nightmare. 
that's why I've always felt unease around her. But I've also felt unease around her in general because when I first saw these YouTubes, and we've been seeing these YouTubes for a while, she's been oh, doing yeah. this for a hot second. Yeah. You know who's I obsessed mean, with these like YouTubes? A... Kate Reese. Obsessed with these YouTubes. <laughs> Every time there's a new one, she's like, oh my God, a new nightmare. And they're, well, they're terrifying. So here's the thing about these YouTubes. Usually when you have like a, a celebrity do a lifestyle a YouTube, lifestyle a YouTube. lifestyle YouTube, it, there's a lot of production value. They really, they put in the effort. I don't know. It's not this kind of like, because celebrities only know how to do stuff with production value because that's what they're used to because they make movies and TV, and right? And usually not always. It's in their house or one of their houses, you know, or okay, something so, that yeah. looks like their house. Laura Prepon's YouTube's videos look like literally she's doing them from a bunker. <laughs> underground bunker that it's like literally the post the apocalypse yeah, has happened in the middle and of Laura Pipon is like here's how I make not radiated potatoes for dinner <laughs> yes. or like whatever yes. here's how I make radiated potato salad or whatever she's the lights are running off of a generator it's awful it, but the but you're right the, but it's like the lights are weird the lighting is strange it doesn't look like a kitchen that's ever been mm-hmm. used but that's not for like a kind of making uh, lunch lady food kind of it's she it's not great appliances and you sort of expect like you're a rich famous person why are you not using like a beautiful range or something like but even what's her name shame her like if that's her actual kitchen but it's not <laughs> it's not it's not and so it just is jarring because we're used to seeing celebrities in these like beautiful beautiful kitchens or at least like beautiful sets and this is a really shitty set but here's the thing it almost but, but the video itself the entire vibe of it, it it's very like is she okay? If I play this video backwards, does it say help me? She, she's not. She's not exactly charismatic. She seems the opposite of what her whole thing is, where she's like, this is how I maintain an energy source. Like, cooking like this, my entire meal prep lifestyle, my stash plan gives me this, like, insane amount of That's energy. It makes it. me better. And it, you, she looks unwell in all of these videos. No offense. Well, it's not even, like, necessarily that she's unhealthy, but it's she's lit very poorly. Yeah. but she's also extremely low energy right she's very low energy has she has a very specific flat affect will you play some clips from it here like hey everyone you guys know that i'm obsessed with broth and i talk about it all the time um and i've gotten a lot of questions about doing kind of a more thorough explanation of it because i've only been able to really show it on some tv shows where i can't really take my time with it And um, I was able to talk about it in my book, but it's totally different when you actually see how easy it is. And and she also chooses these. I know her whole thing is that, and as as Ricky asked very uh, politely in his interview with her, your whole thing is you know really breaking down the basics or whatever. But it'll the video will be like how to make salmon recipe is the name of one of her videos. Salmon recipe, (laughs) salmon recipe one of her videos that like is the one that kind of got me started on the laura prepon journey was where she was like here's how i chop vegetables for the week and it was like 11 minutes of her just chopping vegetables and i was like this is so creepy there we go so the next thing i always have prepped in my fridge is spinach i love spinach because i can quickly throw it into a soup i can quickly throw it into an egg recipe to make sure that i have that i get my greens in the morning You could throw this into anything, shakes with protein powder. I mean, whatever. Spinach is so versatile and it's so good for you. So what I'll do is, you know, especially in the wintertime, the stem gets pretty big. So you want to cut that off. So I'll cut all that off. And then what I'll do is give it a nice rinse because spinach is always, um, there's always dirt on it. So you want to be really careful to give it a good rinse. So let me get my salad spinner but as soon as i kind of 
decided I didn't like it, I came across a video that made me love it. And that is the iconic 65,000 views video that is called Simple Snack Egg Salad. (laughs) Simple Snack. Have you watched this one in full? Egg Salad. No. It's incredible. And this is a mayonnaise that I like to use. Um, I don't put a lot of mayonnaise in the egg salad, but you definitely want to have it to add creaminess. So you want a little bit of it. Um, But I tend towards not leaning too heavily on that. So I have my salt and pepper, my dill, mustard, mayonnaise, my white wine vinegar, my chopper, I can move over here. That's over there. Okay, great. So I kind of eyeball this, but I usually start with, let's start with around a tablespoon of mayonnaise and see if you want to add any. It's incredible. I want to play this clip because this clip killed me. I was watching Ricky's interview with her. Here we go. Play it. It's the thing that's healed me the most out of all of the things I've done and all these wonderful people I've had the opportunity to meet and talk to about health and wellness. Bone broth is one of those things that's just a constant. It's the thing that's healed me most. It's everything, everything. What is she talking your about? Your shitty bone YouTube broth. has healed you the no, most? Or your bone like, broth, Lindsay. Journey. Oh, bone, bone broth. broth. <laughs> it's bone the thing broth. that's healed me the most. It's everything to me. It's like the Oprah gift. She is my sister. She's my mother. She's the friend everyone deserves. She's talking about bone broth. Describe that friendship to me. Ooh, okay. Uh... Bone broth is... The mother I never had. Bone broth is... The sister everybody would want. Bone broth is... The friend that everybody deserves. I don't know a better... Food. I don't know a better... Food. It's just so strange to me. Like, clearly this is like she wrote this cookbook and this is all to like support the cookbook mm-hmm. or to like exactly. promote that's, that's and support the, answer the to your cookbook. Question. Yes. Right. That's the answer to the question. But it's such a like very strange way to be doing It's like that. celebrities who are in the middle of mm, not necessarily an existential crisis, but a professional crisis now often find themselves veering into lifestyle content creating lifestyle content and there are I several like, there hey. are several lifestyle lanes you could go into like wellness right. fitness right. food she chose food crafting reading just straight up reading you could be literate and it's that's a lifestyle trait she chose food and it's like she ha- and you have to find something that you have like a vaguely personal connection with and this one is because like i was so sick for so long and like changing my food right. routine changed my life so there is a sort of personal peg to it it's also just so like to me the idea that she goes to vidcon is so strange to me because she doesn't have there's no time. reason no. why laura prepon needs to go to vidcon no like she is not making unique or interesting content the people who she are just obsessed- gets to go because she's famous the people who are obsessed with like logan paul and Gigi Gorgeous aren't like, oh my God, I'm really struggling Laura with Prepon. inflammation and IBS and I really need to know how to cleanse the toxins out of my gallbladder. Like, no one's saying that. Yeah. Moving on. So it says, you put here, uh-huh. you put here, this is her book. And then you paste it in a, an Amazon link. The Stash Plan, your 21-day guide to shed weight, feel great, and take charge of your health. Yes. And I was like, wait a second, I own that book. No, you don't. I own it because I got sent it. I got sent a not even a galley full. Uh, no, maybe sent Kate this gave it to you to me. in the Kate, mail when I was at Jezebel. 
Did Kate give this to you? I think Kate got it. And then Kate was like, LOL, do you want this? And I was like, you bet your ass I want this. So I took it home and I never fucking read it. I just thought it was funny to put on my cookbook shelf. And because I want to bump up my cookbook. Open that baby up. I want to bump up my cookbook shelf. It's kind of sad. And so at the time I was like, I need to make it more interesting. And so I was willing to take anything. So I'm going to open this up. And I read it for the first time this morning. The intros. Part one. Part one. What is the stash plan? Okay, so kind of an intro intro. And then there's Laura's story. And then there's Elizabeth's story. Elizabeth, a lot of celebrity cookbooks you will notice, celebrities always hire a co-author who's like more um, established in either the culinary or like nutrition world to kind well, of in give. in this case, it would be a nutritionist, right? It's, she's neither. She practices like um, weird uh, alternative medicine but i think she <laughs> she's neither she's an alternative medicine person um but it says i'm gonna read you some some of the things i highlighted laura's story you might know me as alex on orange is the new black or as donna on that 70s show or as chelsea in are you there chelsea no one knows you as that but what most people don't know is that for years i was at war with my body and it affected every aspect of my health and self-image until i finally figured out the solution so she begins with like a couple personal anecdotes about how she used to be like so unhealthy and miserable and here's um oh before she says that she says i've been hooked on cooking and entertaining ever since so much so that my friends teasingly call me martha stewart which friends which friends this anecdote fucking blew my mind so she talks about like how she tried every diet to like help her digestive problems and help her energy problems blah blah nothing worked and then she goes And did I mention it's embarrassing too? She says the efforts were futile. And did I mention embarrassing too? Once I was at a fancy power lunch meeting at Bouchon, a very nice restaurant in Beverly Hills. I was sitting at the table with three producers, salivating as their amazingly delicious-looking plates of French food were delivered to the table. Meanwhile, I was on a restrictive diet, so instead of ordering my own meal, I pulled a Tupperware container of cabbage soup out of my purse. It was a bit awkward to say the least, especially when the waiter bustled over to tell me I couldn't eat any food that wasn't prepared in their kitchen. I was mortifying, but I kept on trying. Then she talks about being at... um, Okay, but like, you can't do that. Laura Prepon, you can't bring a Tupperware of cabbage soup to Bouchon. I don't care what your ailment is. You can't bring cabbage soup to Bouchon. I don't care if you're at McDonald's. Don't bring cabbage soup to another restaurant. Lunatic. And then it says... um, The wrong conclusion. She took the wrong conclusion from that story. I know. know. Then later on, she talks about being at a black tie event at the Beverly Hilton. And she says, I was so hungry, I snuck into the bathroom, the train of my gorgeous gown flowing behind me. I feel like she was at the Golden Globes. And then it says, on this particular diet, I was instructed. (laughs) On this particular diet, I was instructed to eat only six crackers per day, along with small amounts of carefully weighed food. I'm like, who are these people? Who are you talking to? It's just unbelievably unrelatable because she's talking about diets that she was probably put on for crazy role actress reasons stuff, right. maybe like i don't know maybe not at this point maybe nutritionist yeah yeah um she talks a lot about inflammation and how to get rid of inflammation which i'm sort of like same i hate inflammation we hate inflammation on this podcast who likes inflammation the key to the stash plan is aiding your liver and gallbladder in getting rid of toxins and um 
bumping them up so that they can increase your metabolism or some shit. The only way you can burn fat is if your liver and your gallbladder work, according to this person. She says that this woman, Elizabeth Troy, Elizabeth explained that all energy starts in the gallbladder and liver and that it is crucial to get these two organs to function properly before dealing with any other health issues. I mean, I don't know what to believe here, but I'm really not into taking kind of wellness advice from anyone who like is a Scientologist. Like I just like... I just can't. I just can't. But that is the stash like, plan. Like, I wouldn't say I'm like the healthiest person alive, but I just, the, this is not a place, this is not a person who I'm going to turn to uh, for that information. And this woman is not a doctor. You know? This Elizabeth Troy, yeah. not a doctor. But guess what? Right. It's a like, New York it's Times not like bestseller she, now. It's a bestseller right, now because of. Well, of course it is because of so irresponsible. she's famous. It's just so irresponsible. It really, it's just it really famous. And who? Off. If this were just yeah. someone, if this were just Laura Prepon being like, I like making cooking videos, like Terry Hatcher, like this is fun for me. Fine, but for her, I don't know. But also, you can see the joy in Terry's face, and you can see the misery in Laura's. Yeah, well, because so she's that speaks for all itself. she thinks about is making her gallbladder work. That's no way it's to live. It's because she's trapped in the basement kitchen <laughs> in a bunker, and she's being asked she's to trapped, make these videos. She's trapped in the uh, blast from she's the past. She's making egg kitchen. salad. <laughs> Truly, Alicia Silverstone's like, "Can I use the kitchen, please?" <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Walken is like, I need to make hot Dr. Pepper. Most memorable thing oh, of Blast right. from the Past. Wow. Hot, hot Dr. Incredible Pepper. Incredible recall there. I love Blast from the Past. It used to be on TBS like once a day, and I would watch it once a day. Um, <laughs> For how long? No, I just love Blast from the Past. It's very cute. It's very cute. It's very, Brendan Fra- one of Brendan Fraser's finest pieces of work. I mean that. Like, he's it's good. He's really good in it. Yeah. The Mummy, Blast from the Past, George of the Jungle. Encino Man. Encino Man. Uh, season two of The Affair. Just kidding. He's not that good in it. Okay, let's go on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetInst.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Hey there. So um, I don't even know how to phrase this, but I'm sure you're getting a lot of calls about this, and it's kind of crazy to even explain But um, last week, The Bachelorette ended, and The Bachelorette ended up picking a piece of trash um, that lied to her, and she basically dumped him on live TV, which is great content. And then um, she goes, they bring on the runner-up, essentially, and she asks him out for drinks, and so this week they're, like, seen coming out of her apartment early one morning, so we that like she went on a date with this guy Tyler C and um <laughs> I don't even know like I don't know why I'm cracking up telling the story anyway she they obviously went on their date he slept over that's great right well before the finale ended Gigi Hadid 
went and followed Tyler C., which was a Bachelor contestant, on Instagram, and everybody was like, oh, what's happening there? And come to find out that last night, after going on a date with The Bachelorette, Tyler C. also went on a date with Gigi Hadid last night in New York, which like is amazing that people found this out. And apparently he also went to her apartment and stayed there till like 2 or 3 in the morning, which, you know, that's not just like a casual hangout, in my opinion. But um, that's kind of crazy. Long story short, why is Gigi Hadid watching The Bachelorette? Like, isn't she supposed to be off, like, being a model and dating people like Zane? Like, how did Gigi Hadid know who these people were? Like, that's crazy to me. And I would love your thoughts on this and how all of this might implode. Thanks. So you didn't watch The Bachelorette no. this season. I didn't watch The Bachelorette. I heard it was an amazing season. I honestly regret not, like, catching up when I heard that. But, like, I really did not have the patience with Love Island happening in my life mm-hmm. as well. So what ended up happening was there was a lot of drama in which at the end of this season, for those who didn't watch The Bachelor, this very beloved bachelorette, like, the one who the woman who was a bachelorette, people really liked her. It ended up being, like, a very – they they liked her. So she ends up between these two guys. One's a country singer and one is this guy named Tyler. And the country singer's named Jed. And I guess they got engaged at the end of the show. But then this other woman came out and was like, um, we were dating like a minute before this show started. Oh, shit. Like, we were like seriously together right before she, this this guy literally went on The Bachelorette. So like, it's kind of bullshit. Like, he lied to you on many accounts, blah, blah. And then you know how they have the show that's like the update, you know, mm-hmm. the interview with the update. So she goes so she goes on the show and she's like, I am no longer engaged to that guy Jed, like the winner of The Bachelorette. Oh. And then she kind of makes – she says, uh, the engagement is over. We are not together. Um, it's really hard to grapple with that, but I know what I got is not what I wanted for a life partner, love that is not built on a foundation of truth and honesty – um, so, cause he, he claimed that they broke up. It wasn't exclusive. The girl who he was dating was like, it was, uh, that's bullshit. Okay. Um, so then she kind of, she jokingly slash seriously asked Tyler, the runner up, if he would like to get a drink with her. And everybody was like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, 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 So that happened. And that was like all, I believe, live or at least like taped now versus the, versus the show the one was that's obviously like months taped old. in the past. Right, right, right. So then a day later or a few days later, there were photos of Tyler Tyler leaving Hannah's house, Hannah's the Bachelorette, the next day as like he had stayed over. So like, Like, oh, wow, this is is still happening. Like, wow, it actually was real. Or like they're hooking up. Yeah, Yeah, like they're hooking. So it says, you know, a source said Tyler got to Hannah's place around 9 p.m. They stayed in. A source said a Thursday night. He spent the night with her and left the morning after 10 a.m. She walked him out to his car and they hugged and kissed. He had an overnight bag and they looked very happy together. That's an amazing source. It's like literally the most specific source I've ever heard in my life. Then, so so they spend the night together. And then I'm not sure the timing on this, but a few days later or like the next day. This is all in New York, which is funny to me. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. He spotted at Dumbo House, which is the Soho House, but it's in, in Dumbo. Brooklyn, yeah. With Gigi Hadid. Tyler is. Tyler Cameron. 
And the Dumbo so, House isn't somewhere you go if you don't want to be seen immediately by everyone. Neither has neither so none of the Soho yeah, houses I, mean. I like, would say are places. exclusive by any means. I, I feel like you think they're exclusive, but they're truly no, not. Like not I've been there, it's not exclusive. So he's seen with Gigi Hadid in New York. It says the duo who first connected over Instagram spent time together at Brooklyn's Dumbo House, and I think Gigi Hadid, which is like totally reasonable to me, was watching The Bachelorette. She saw that this guy had lost. Okay. He came in second place. He's a loser. DMs him, hey, it's Gigi Hadid. I really like The Bachelorette. Think you're very hot. Think you're cool. Would you like to go out? Because that's like not crazy. It's that like, isn't crazy. Like he lost. So this guy is like, oh, um, I'm like dating Gigi Hadid now. So they're seen together at Double House. They're seen together the next night at like a bowling alley. At a bowling frames, alley. I saw that they're at a bowling alley. Which is like in 42nd Street Station, right? Ugh. Frames. I can't believe they went there. <laughs> Um, and apparently my two favorite headlines based off of this, we don't even need to get into them, but one was Zayn Malik lists $10 million NYC apartment as ex Gigi Hadid spotted on date with Tyler Cameron <laughs> as if they're related, but I, but like they're not, um, even though I know that they date Gigi and Zayn dated, Amid but like reports, it's just hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the second was the Bachelorette's Tyler Cameron skips scheduled court appearance following dates with Gigi Hadid. He oh. just straight up skipped going to court and Boca Raton it was or for, It was for careless driving. <laughs> Right. Gigi's um, like, I'll pay the, the fee. Right. Gigi's like, just go out with me. You don't need to go back to Florida to go to court. Um, you're famous now. And then the last one was Tyler Cameron and Gigi Hadid's dates are definitely real, says a source. They're both being coy. So in case you're like, oh, I thought they were, maybe they're just friends. They're not really being coy. No, no, it's not coy no. at all. And then the people were saying in Hannah's comments, because Hannah's a big, uh, people love her. I wouldn't say Gigi Hadid has fans that, like, love her as much as, like, Hannah's fans seem to love her because she, like, did a full series of TV. Two series of TV. Yeah. Two seasons. So in her comments, they, you know, she posted a picture and somebody, Kevin was right, you're better than Gigi, you're hotter than, you know, stuff like that, rude shit. And she said, I'm forever so thankful for the love and support you all show me. However, supporting me does not mean you have to compare to me to anyone else. I want to make sure that we are all remembering to uplift other women and not tear them down. XOXO, Han. So, you wow, know. shine theory and action. me to Gigi Hadid. Truly, shout out C-Y-G. XOXO Han, or does she go by Han? Han. Hannah Banana. Han. Yeah, but what Hannah. if she goes by Han for fun? Like Han Solo. Yeah, that's fun. Isn't that fun? Why would you be Hannah and then go by Han? No, Han. Han is weird. Everyone's like, everyone sees your name, they're like, oh Han, and you're like, oh, it's Han's actually cute. Han. And they're like, why? Your name's Hannah, and you're like, it's Han. Well, Gigi Hadid just. Do you think Han Solo stands for Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Solo. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. He had to change it. He was like, no one will take me seriously as a bounty hunter. Is that what he is? Bounty hunter unless I make it on. She's She took a she took a page out of Sarah Hyland's book. She realized that it can work. So why not keep doing it? Well, that's what everyone keeps saying. Everyone's like, it's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. Like, this is real. Like, after Sarah Hyland and Wells, like, this can be real. But you're right Meanwhile. about the DM stuff. Like, it's so easy for celebrities to just do that. So why wouldn't you? Even if it is entirely casual. Maybe she's not in love with him. They just wanted to hang out. Like, she wanted to hook up hey, with them and see if it works. I okay, think you're cool. cool. I love the season. I would love to hear more about the season. Like, let's go out. Yes. Why not? Our favorite category of celebrity story, one of them, is whenever celebrities befriend each other just by reaching out and saying, like, I like you when I hang out. It's also just like really cute that Gigi Hadid is like a big fan of The Bachelorette. Clearly, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, he like didn't even win, but like seems very like a good catch. Let mm-hmm. me like send him a DM. Mm-hmm. She's broken up with her long term boyfriend, you know, yeah. like they're not together. Yeah. It's just a funny, it's a funny twist. And now The Bachelor and The Bachelorette have become so real life outside of the show oh, yeah. that it's like just very weird. But it's the weirdest thing mainly is to have 
real life mingling with the show, like in such a very concrete way. Which it hasn't been doing in a while. No, it hasn't. It kind of lived in its own bubble. I mean, The Bachelor and Bachelorette stars kind of like keep to themselves in their own world. But now it's like you have Sarah Hyland in here. You have yeah, kind very of other insular. celebrities that have like, like Demi Lovato was at one of the finales because she had like a crush on one of the guys. Like it's, you have kind of these leaks into the world, which I don't Honestly, know if I it like. only it only makes it better, I think. I think. Oh, you think it's better? I think it only makes, well, it, makes it like makes it more accessible it just to makes us, it, I guess. Yeah, it makes it a little more fun because the Bachelor, the Bachelor Nation not people watching. are a little boring. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. Um, Dakota Johnson uh, got rid of her true staff. Um, her true staff was described in page six as, quote, one of her most recognizable features. Um, I didn't even know she had a true staff, and I would like to say that I'm a connoisseur of Dakota Johnson's filmography. Um, is Dakota Johnson's true staff a who or a them? I mean, if Dakota Johnson is a who, <laughs> their two gap, gap is gap a is who, too. Uh, is a who, for sure. Did you know Dakota Johnson had an iconic two gap? Actually. I did, because she stuck stuff, yeah, stuff in yeah. it for that but show. Also, I just noticed, notice unhollywood two teeth. Gaps. Yeah, you do. I'm a fan whenever there's but something also, slightly off about someone's teeth because it, like, normalizes them. You know? It also did give her a touch of personality it no, it and look that made her because she really is just a to me brown haired girl. Yeah, she like, looks it's, like she, she really... looks like her mom. Like she looks like Melinda yeah. Griffin. She really and does. With the tooth gap, she looks a little different, which is nice. Looks a little different. Um, but she went on Fallon and of course he asked her about it and she gave like a cutie response, which was just like, please like give me time for my tooth gap, but like you can play it here. But the reason behind it was and this is actually not I didn't think this was bullshit at all. It made sense to me. She had a, one of those like glued in retainers. Mm-hmm. You know, you have those yeah. like they glue them in. I wish I had one. She, yeah. She had a glued in retainer and she had neck problems and her orthodontist was like, well, let me take out the retainer and see if that helps because you've had it for a long time and like maybe it's fucking with your jaw, which also fucks with your neck. So you take out the retainer and the gap closed. It was keeping the gap open or something mm-hmm. like it was expanding her palate, therefore keeping this gap open. The gap closes because like, you know, when you t- get your braces off, your teeth kind of like start to overlap yeah. each other again. Which is why I wish I would have gotten a permanent retainer because my teeth, my bottom teeth immediately moved. Mine too, but I kind of don't care. I feel like no, it's fine. perfect teeth are boring now. No, like in 2019, having like perfectly straight teeth that looks like you got braces, it kind of is boring. It's boring. It's fun to have teeth that are a little fucking weird. A little weird. And that's little why fangs, I like the gap. Like a little, one little fang, a little chippy, like some, you know, like just like Like a Kirsten not... Dunst fang. I just think it's like personality. Like I love... Uh, so much of the like quirks of people I know and celebrities' teeth that are not perfect, teeth that are not perfect, I'm like, I really am into. Yeah. Like, that's why I love the gaps. Like, you know, who else has a, there are so many iconic gaps. For a while, I was convinced know? my teeth were moving and that I was going to get a Dakota Johnson gap, but I didn't. But if it ever happened, I'd be into it. I think it'd be cute. And also, there's other, we were recently talking about Jordan Woods's gap. She definitely closed her gap. Yeah. Like, she closed it. Or herself. she went to the doctor. So Dakota was like, you know, I would totally want it again. I just, like, it just closed. So I believe her. I buy that. And guess what? She's not pregnant. <laughs> Another more proof that she's not pregnant. But the rumor not is that she's back with Chris Martin. And pregnant. And pregnant. We got a call about that. It was like, Dakota Johnson is back with Chris Martin, which means she's probably pregnant. She's pregnant. And I was like, I love you, caller. You're so good. And I believe you. So anyway, the rumor, which we cannot prove, is that Dakota Johnson um, is back with Chris Martin and pregnant. And pregnant. <laughs> she's not pregnant, but she is back with But Chris she Martin. might be pregnant. Let's just say she's so Chris pregnant. Martin. So Dakota Johnson's okay. pregnant. Congrats to Dakota no, Johnson. No, stop. Um, her gap is gone, but her pregnancy lives on. <laughs> he's going to sing 
Chris Martin's going to sing Fix You to her, but he means he's going to put her gap back. <gasps> oh, my God. That's so romantic. He comes in with like... And he, it's like, yeah, the, slow, music the music starts. The music starts. It starts. And it's like, it starts. He walks in and braces. he has a briefcase. He has a briefcase. <laughs> and it, and she's like, What is that, Chris? And he opens the briefcase and it's orthodontist, <laughs> orthodontal like tools. And that, like, like glimmering. Boom, boom. And she realizes what it is and she's like, oh, You didn't. And she starts to cry. You didn't. And he's like, Yes, Dakota, I'm going to bring your gap back. <laughs> your gap back and then he leans her back like sexy into like a chair like an orthodontist chair right yes like leans her like back a, like this is all the sexiest orthodontist. and it's ever. like lights will go and then the light as lights happen as the, that lyric happens he turns on the bright light of the, the, the little thingy over it lights will lights guide you home guide and you home. move and then, your tooth bones you're too, and then and then and she I will looks try. Him, and she's looking at him and her eyes are so loving and and she opens her mouth willingly. This sounds like really porn, but her mouth she opens her mouth and he's like wider. Like that's what he says. It's like wider, sexy. Wider. And he puts on um he puts on one of those dentists. Those so that your mouth is big. Mouth. Yeah. No. No. Well. Oh, no. We, <laughs> but he puts that no, the mouth extender. He's like this. So you can. Yeah, he puts that in her mouth and he puts a mask over his mouth and you can only see his eyes and they're just looking in each other's eyes. Her mouth is like fucking stretched open by this plastic piece. He puts two little braces thingies on it. He stretches them. Ugh. Okay, so I don't really want to get into the tooth work because I feel like the scene cuts after he starts, he grabs his, these tools and he starts to lean into yeah. her. And then the scene cuts. And then it says, directed by Luca Guadagnino. <laughs> yes! The rom-com is back. I love it. An orthodont, a sexy orthodontist rom com. Well, you know, like, one of my favorite rom coms ends in the dentist's office. Which one? Ghost Town. Oh, Tay Leone and uh, so Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais, okay. Nightmare Person, happens to have starred in one of the sweetest rom coms of the new century. Okay. That ends right, with a John Mayer have... song. Who would have thought? Which one? Heart of Life. Oh. Okay. And the last line Not is, room for and the last line, Taya Leone goes, it hurts when I it's smile. And then Ricky Gervais goes, I can fix that for you. Because he's a dentist. Oh, he's so irritating, though. That movie is so good. Greg Kinnear's so, in Ghost it. Town remake, but it's about Dakota Johnson's gap and about widening it. Hello, Sharks. Hello, Amy Pascal. <laughs> Hello, Amy Pascal. Amazing Amy. I have an idea. About, it's just five Amy Pascal's in different outfits. <laughs> With different Bursts hats on. into Amy Pascal's office. We have a concept, and it's about Dakota Johnson's gap, and it ends with Fix You. She gives us a check for $45 million. Um, Actually, our budget is closer to... <laughs> She's like, with all the licensing fees, you're going to need $100 million. Oh, we're paying $10 million just to use Fix You. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, Dakota's going to ask her more money. Oh, my God. I will pregnant. guide your bones is wild. <laughs> I will move move your teeth bones. Uh, okay, we need to move we on. We are done for the week. We've been recording for an hour and 41 minutes. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bi-weekly bonus episodes and a weekly newsletter. Oh my God, I have to write that tomorrow. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, you do. Call us at, and I will release mine on Friday, unlike Lindsay. Call us <gasps> at 619. I was then. so busy. <laughs> um and leave questions comments concerns I was so busy. and we will see you on what was it tuesday we'll see you on tuesday have a great weekend uh, bye bye, bye, -bye. bye, -bye.
Remember when Leo bought Blake Lively a Prius? <laughs> Good form, Bellathorn. <laughs>